Hello, and welcome back to Queer Perspective, hosted by your favorite queer duo, Andrew and Nam. Hello. Hi. Hi. <laughs> How you doing? <laughs> I just had to mute myself to violently cough. <laughs> so I'm doing great. We're we're doing wonderful. I mean, like we had our usually when we start an episode, we have to do like a like a warm-up conversation. The way that our warm-up conversation was literally mon- monkey pox and how we're just mm-hmm. miserable. So mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. if we if we didn't have enough to complain the last episode, monkey pox is a thing. <laughs> yeah. But we're going back to queer topics and today's episode is queer performativity letting our inner theater kids shine yay (laughs) honestly we're gonna be low energy this episode because yeah i was gonna say we're so low energy we're we're i i had a bad day you had a bad day the world is having the a bad decade (laughs) honestly the 2020s is gonna probably be the you know signs of the end it's like historians look back and it's like oh this is when here the 2020s you know it's like the world died the people should have known (laughs) (laughs) but they did not (laughs) so performativity this episode because we've been talking about it on and off for a little bit on like what it means to be queer and not in like a not necessarily just in sexual but more like how you dress how you act how you gesture mm-hmm. how you show um and how some of it is sort of just sort of like natural gestures now there is like deliberate and how we kind of like make a theater of the whole thing mm-hmm. and just as like you know gesturing like a maniac and it's like oh there's the queer that i see them they're they're flagging (laughs) it down with their over exaggerated (laughs) hand gestures um so that's kind of what we're going to be discussing this episode of course with a little bit of like current events like monkey pox sprinkled not sprinkled yeah (laughs) we we don't want to spread that shit (laughs) different where do you want to start off with this conversation (laughs) the original point of like this conversation was to talk about how like like i feel like this conversation came because i was talking to andrew um mm-hmm. much similarly to how i'm talking to andrew right now um uh-huh. and i <laughs> and i was saying like i feel like i'm cuz very concerned about how to integrate like queerness Mm. beyond like sexuality and then that kind of made me start thinking about how like to a certain degree when you're starting to like let's say get into the territory of like um i dress like this and i'm queer and those things like intersect like i feel like there's a point that like sometimes it turns into um, I'm queer and I'm going to hype it up. I'm queer and I'm going to stand mm. out. I'm queer and I'm going to make it obvious. I'm thinking specifically, there's like this, um, there's this, uh, university student who's a swimmer. Mm-hmm. Um, I think yeah. their name, um, is Griffin. Um, and they're a student at like Princeton. 
So, and what his TikTok will talk about. Not even talk about. It's not even discussion based. Okay. So Nam did some Google on this Griffith. Yeah. We're using they them. Yes. Um, so summary is that mm-hmm. specifically their TikToks. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm showing Andrew. <laughs> yeah, I, they're everything. Quite the flamboyant <laughs> person. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, and they've made a lot of TikToks that are basically like, yeah, I'm looking to stand out. I'm looking to make a scene, um, mm-hmm. and all those things. And I feel like that's when, um, queerness becomes like a persona kind of that you step into yeah rather than just like your sexuality that you keep tucked in like your back pocket type of thing true so then from that point it's kind of like obviously and you could you could also think about this in terms of like drag queens Mm -hmm. um you know and like just ballroom culture like things like that yeah and just generally speaking, a lot of aspects of, like, queer culture, like, historically speaking, and, like, in the present. But I think the other thing, too, the other aspect is, like, there's also a part where, like, I feel like once people in your life know that you're queer, and let's say you're amongst, like, a straight circle, there's uh-huh. almost, like, a part that those straight people will expect you to play because in their mind they have, like, a caricature of, like, what queer people are supposed to be doing or like what gay people are supposed to be doing. Now, I don't necessarily, well, I think maybe I do have slight experience with this, but I think historically speaking, like so many of my friends have been, so many of my close friends have been um, some kind of LGBTQ, IA, mm-hmm. that like I don't um, have a lot of like experiences, but like one example would be like when I, I think a while ago, like I like to the friend group that we both had, like in high or not in high school, like in college. And then mm-hmm. I told them that I was bi and like they didn't say anything to my face. But then like once they were talking to you, they were like they were kind of giving the attitude of like, yeah, but every girl is bi, you know, but like they never actually, <laughs> they never actually do anything. Yeah, they say and that. It's kind and of that's like just what they do. Yeah. And it's like this weird thing where it's like as a queer person you almost have to like act on like your queerness in a sexual way for it to mm-hmm. be like valid to other people. But ultimately, because there's a part of it that's done for other people, it becomes slightly a performance. Mm-hmm. Um, and none of that is like necessarily a bad thing. There's nothing, there's nothing, well, in my personal opinion, like I don't think queerness is more authentic when it's not a performance versus like when it is. I just find it interesting that, like, like in the different situations that you could play it up for, you know, whatever, mm-hmm. uh, like, whatever, for whatever reasons, for whatever, like, motivations. Yeah. Um, I do remember, like, part of the conversations that we did have about this specific topic, about, like, performing, but it did come, at least if I remember correctly, came from you because it's like, okay, I'm out of my parents' house. I'm, experiencing my queerness but it's like i'm by myself how do i show that i am and like a lot of it was always just like you even told me like some certain like small things like the septum piercing is symbolizing like queerness to you and i don't did you deliberately get it because it was queerness? i know like because it's cool 
but was it yeah. also because it's like it's also like <laughs> I, not initially not initially but i think as because i i got it like i want to say like 2018 2019 this was before like i knew that like septums were mm. like a common thing Mm-hmm. amongst like the lgbts um but it I definitely love the fact that this is like it, it's like i didn't know it was a common thing but literally everyone does it <laughs> yeah literally everyone does it like, <laughs> Not like even my my one friend that i met um like in community college who is also bi also got like a septum and then <laughs> Just... they got a septum and i was like shit that's fucking cool and then i got it another friend of ours that um kind of is queer um not kind of but is queer they also got it like it was like this whole you know line of people being influenced (laughs) (laughs) but i I didn't know that it was like like, yeah everybody (laughs) um but definitely now i'm like i'll walk around with my stuff and i'm like i hope these people know i'm gay like (laughs) (laughs) i mean i get it um i'm a little bit more like i don't do piercings or uh tattoos or anything like that but i was mm-hmm. definitely going to the same thing when i was like especially when we had no this was actually before the queer pod our podcast but it was like okay i'm dressed like joe schmo kind of boring and i do want to like accentuate mm-hmm. like i am the gay so i mm-hmm. did remember like buying just a lot of stuff with like gay symbols like the rainbow mm-hmm. flag and just this like imagery that is like gay or something mm-hmm. or just like straight up have like in rainbow font a tight shirt that says gay <laughs> yeah like something that it was just like so um obvious that they couldn't be because i live in the conservative neighborhood too um mm-hmm. like my neighbors still have like trump flags and shit like that so <laughs> yeah um i and there, it was almost as like uh just to walk my little Yorkie dog around the neighborhood in like short shorts and Mm -hmm. uh, a tank top with like the rainbow flag on it was sort of like, I may not be like, I don't know Mm -hmm. what, but I was like definitely being a loud picture of like, hey, conservatives, a gay walking down the street. (laughs) Just that idea of like, it was protest almost to like wear. Gay shorts, colorful shirt. Yorkie dog mm-hmm. because I think so I think more so earlier okay so when I first moved to New Jersey we're, we don't talk about Florida me um, yeah Florida me was kind of basic but we don't know her we don't know her <laughs> <laughs> but, <laughs> uh, but then I moved um, to New Jersey and then I think within the same month of me moving here I shaved my head um, mm-hmm. and then um, because, okay, so the month before moving to New Jersey, I bleached my hair and dyed it orange. Yeah. <laughs> and, and it was already short. <laughs> then I cut it, then I shaved it off, and then some of it was starting to, like, grow, but, like, not all of it. So I had spots in my head that, like, were still bleached. So then I nah. shaved it again to even it out. And then ever since then, it's been, like, growing. Um, mm-hmm. But I do have, like, the sides that they're cropped now but they were Mm -hmm. shaven pretty regularly for like the last two years i want to say so between the shaved i mean the the short curly hair Mm -hmm. the shaved sides the septum piercing and i also had like this apple watch with like the you can change the face of like the apple watch to the pride flag Mm -hmm. so i also had that and then plus like i was really 
like I was dressing really I was teetering the line between like is this person depressed or are they just like dressing really butch I was really teetering that line um, <laughs> so it was like with all of those things put together like I don't think that there's I don't think that there's a way that like somebody could have looked at me and said like hmm that is a straight woman for sure um mm. but nowadays I don't know I mean nowadays I'm less concerned I think about like mm being like oh yeah i'm gay and like whatever and just kind of hoping that like the septum does the job <laughs> the septum is doing all the legwork right there yeah. The <laughs> yeah um and i'm just leaving it to that because i think i think in a lot of ways um i was around the time that i was like dressing really like doing a lot of like external things to like mm -hmm. kind of vocalize that I was gay. I think it was like a lot of, I think I was trying to so desperately like trying to find like what my role or like my identity role. was within like the queer, like, yeah, because remember like I had that whole thing where I would call you and I would be like, yeah, so do you think I would be a top or a bottom? Like, oh, it was, like yeah. it was so weird. Like why the fuck? <laughs> like that doesn't like, like tacking on the identity of like hi my name is noemi and i'm a bottom like that doesn't yeah. do anything you know um by the way i don't i don't think i'm a bottom maybe i'm i'm a verse i don't know <laughs> but, <laughs> i'm like not me proclaiming proclaiming myself as a bottom i'm um, i mean i anyways. guess the, the i get understand the idea of like trying to figure yourself out i'm yeah. a bottom but I'm, I'm, it's like the way that he's like, can you just be You're a bottom? You're like a power bottom. Yeah, I'm a power bottom. But it's like, can you Did be you a bottom? Did you say, what about this economy? Yeah, <laughs> be a bottom in this economy. We already talked in an episode about dating economy and how difficult it is. It's like, yeah. if you find another bottom. Are you really, yeah. are you really a bottom if you don't have a top? Mm. <laughs> Questionable. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what I, what, but that's neither here nor there. Um, but, I wanted to bring up um, because there was a because um, the last point or one of the points on here on uh, is this idea of like how when coming out queer there is this sense of like almost like freedom or allowance of you finally getting to express yourself mm -hmm. um, beyond because it's like, beyond like the heteronormative like yeah. Exactly, because it's like when you were younger, like both of us, when we were younger, we tried to like play the part of kind of of the straight person. Maybe we like knew we were gay, but we didn't actually. Dude, I don't that, even like... think I was trying to play the part. I had no personality. Like, <laughs> I was a blank wall. I was as blank as they come. Honestly, it's like the the no the noms that we don't know her. We don't know her because literally she was like in the background, and we didn't. She didn't know she didn't herself. Talk to us. <laughs> she didn't talk to anybody. Mm -hmm. Aside to tell them spontaneously that she's bi and then fade into the background again, like it's like what? <laughs> but um, that there is that idea, like okay, so why did you feel like you maybe because you were young, but like why did you feel like you couldn't even like experiment of like any kind of because like old old noms was literally like long sleeve shirt but like long sleeve baggy like a sweater and jeans and like 
was sitting it's, there. Just <laughs> but, I, but I think I think the thing is like it. Mm-hmm. So okay, so two things. I think even in the way that. So I'll make a distinction because the thing mm-hmm. is, um, and I think we've like I've I've said this to you before. I think we've talked about this before, but it's like um, the difference in like like a guy who's like plainly dressed versus like a woman that's like plainly dressed like a woman that's plainly dressed will always get like more critiques at like her clothes and like you know Mm -hmm. we're joking that like there was no personality or like whatever but it's like it's like i'm an engineering student there's like 90 percent guys the building is cold as fuck like that's why i was wearing long sleeves all the time i was (laughs) anemic i was cold (laughs) like it doesn't go any deeper than that um, and then on top of it, like baggy sweaters was like, because I didn't want to like, like, it's like, it, it was the difference between like owning my body and like, like not owning my body. But like, I've talked oh, about it before about that. like, yeah. I have big boobs. I have a curvy body. Like, it's like, I'm not going to step into a room of 90% men. And then yeah. like, I know I have ass and, ass and boobs and I'm trying to like study and like whatever. Like I'm, I just, I don't like people looking at me. Um, I don't like people staring at me unless it's like for like a specific amount of time. Like if I'm going out, if I'm at the club, like whatever, I can prep myself for that. If it's a whole day at school and it's just like guys oogling at me. And and the thing is, like, again, it's even in that occasion, I imagine that like the attention that I would get is not even like the soft kind of like, ooh, this girl is so pretty. Like I want to protect her. It would be like boobies kind of like, yeah, girl. it's like I didn't. Yeah. That's that's the that's. That's the thing. That's why I wore baggy sweaters. Convenient. Got it. And like, okay. You know, trying to stay focused on whatever because at the end of the day, I was trying to get this degree. <laughs> yeah. But, You're still trying to get that degree. Huh? Oh my God. Honestly, <laughs> I don't want it. <laughs> get me out of here. <laughs> but um, so that's one thing. Then I think the other thing too is that like there's a degree of like discomfort that's specifically people with like femme bodies mm-hmm. almost have to go through in order to communicate to the world like oh i know how to dress myself i know how to like put myself out there i know how to like command a room like i i've never heard a conversation about like men talking about like even if they're wearing suits it's like the worst thing that'll happen when you're wearing a suit is that you get hot and that you're sweaty with yeah. a woman it's like your clothes are tight they're hugging you in like different like weird ass places you're wearing heels and your feet are hurting like your your button up is about to fucking pop because like you have a chest like an actual chest and things like mm-hmm. that so it's just like there's so many things that like when you're not dressing plainly and you have a femme body it automatically comes with like a bunch of like discomforts and I think that's the part that I was like rejecting for so long because yeah. my mom would be like, yeah, you have to do this and you have to like wear heels and you have to like look good. And I would be like, no. And I would purposefully leave my house looking crazy <laughs> because mm-hmm. I was purposefully rejecting that because I was like, why the, f- like, I don't want to do that. Um, and then um, come to realize, like not come to realize, but I was trying to get around that. And it's like a lot of the times, like, you and every single circle which sucks like as a woman but it's like mm-hmm. in every single circle that you step into you do not get the opportunity to command a room unless you look a specific way unless you present yourself in a specific way you do not get the opportunity to like you know to get taken seriously to be listened to to be considered mm-hmm. things like that unless your appearance 
fits a certain bill, whatever. Um, so it's like, I, I just think the dynamics are like a little bit different because, and not to say that like guys with, okay. or people but with the, like masculine bodies, like don't yeah. go through like their own thing. But yeah, what were you gonna ask? I was gonna ask, cause it's like, okay, that was like old noms, you know, she's gone. <laughs> But like, what's the difference now? I want to get laid. Are... <laughs> <laughs> that is the only difference. I want to get laid. I want to get laid. I want to be partnered. That's it. <laughs> you know, honestly, sometimes it's just that simple enough. Sometimes it's really that simple. For, for sometimes performativity is just peacocking, and you're yeah. just like, "Excuse me, I am fertile. I am ready. <laughs> I am a fertile queer, ready to get fucked." <laughs> it's like the hand gestures the loud colors the, the little th- too much skin <laughs> yeah i mean i think so let me let me think so in terms of like dressing differently i really so when i started wearing like crop tops and like maybe butchier clothes like by butchier clothes like i just mean like i was wearing like these like dickies like skate pants that were like high waist and yeah. then um i was wearing like this black crop top and like i was carrying my skateboard around like everywhere and wearing vans not much of that mm-hmm. like, has changed aside from like you know key things for like so the silhouette is like different um yeah. but it's like i think the difference was just like you can you notice how like or i've noticed how people like treat me um yeah. and ultimately it's like when i started to like do my hair when i started to like take care of my skin when i started like doing my nails like things like that people like like and even and it goes down to like let's say like i'll have a day where like i'm dressed like the exact same or like very similar and like my nails are done or whatever but then like my car is washed versus like my car not being washed it's like people Mm -hmm. notice that people will compliment you on that and it's just like i feel like at least Again, I can't talk about like what it's like when you're de- dressing like completely mask and like, um, and you're like a masculine like person, you know, navigating the mm-hmm. world. Like as somebody who mainly presents femme, like it makes such a big difference when you show that you care about like your nails and like you're wearing sandals yeah. and you're wearing like cute little shit and like whatever. Like because people just like that shit. Like the amount of fucking social approval that comes from looking pretty is yeah. fucking insane like it's out of this world and i'm not gonna complain that shit like it rocks you know <laughs> <laughs> at the same time it's like so many times as like because i specifically my perspective is that like as a black woman like i do not get the the luxury of like just showing up casual and then people yeah like, you do. like the girl next door portrayal is specifically for like white women with like brown yeah it's a white hair right yeah. Like, it's, like, that whole, like, oh, she's not wearing any makeup. She's so casual. She's so chill. Not for me. So it's, like, mm-hmm. the only way for me to, like, use my femininity to, like, my advantage and, like, be able to command a room, be able to, like, get the attention, whatever whatever that kind of attention is, um, and and do that and, like, kind of be able to navigate well in, like, the social hierarchy is part of that is being able to, like, dress well, uh, you know, color coordinate like all those things that have to do with so much about like appearance so that's the difference 
Um, <laughs> yeah. So, welcome to Nam's TED Talk. Yeah, you're <laughs> welcome. <laughs> I mean, it was very interesting, and honestly, they kind of like, you know, unlocked core memories in me about um how the way that because I've always dressed conservative. I had a religious background. Yeah. You know, suits yeah. is always like a thing. You're always supposed to present yourself thing. You're always supposed to present yourself traditionally masculine as well. Um, and any kind of... Cause yeah. I, I grew up in as a Jehovah Witness. And though they won't say it to my face as a child, if mm-hmm. I was more flamboyant, that would usually come across to, like, the, 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 the elders, which are, like, the priests, would, like, go to my mother and something like that. It's like, maybe maybe he should like be more in the church and that would help kind of kind of vibes what's Uh, insane is that like sometimes like as a kid who's like obviously queer like you think that like people just don't notice they notice they just will never say it like covertly they yeah they all notice, and that was the one thing i did realize that no matter at least for me like my voice is very feminine and i am very like with my gestures i could dressed like in the most boring engineer outfit and like in my office when i used to go to the office uh in my current uh employment i was known as the loud gay guy (laughs) straight up like people could people literally say like oh i could pick your voice from a mile away Mm -hmm. uh (laughs) because it's like that distinct Mm -hmm. so Part of me, even though when I was, like, younger, like, probably early 20s, like, teens, I tried to, like, downplay everything. And I tried to uh, pretend it wasn't there. And, like, okay, whatever. I try to keep my hands tied. You know, Mm -hmm. I get a lot of advice. It's like, put your hands in your pocket because you keep doing the gestures and stuff like that. (laughs) Um... And uh, I got that a lot of like communication and advice like that. And for a long time, I tried it, I took it to heart and I kept trying and trying. And eventually, like, I got to a point that, like, no matter how hard. Okay. Okay. Someone's angry. They they heard my gay voice and it's like. (laughs) (laughs) They said no. <laughs> um, what I was gonna say well, was like, no matter- <laughs> I, I was um what was I gonna say? Oh, that no matter how hard I try to repress it or try to like hide like everything, that thing that would traditionally clock me as gay, uh whether I try to mask up my voice or whatever. Um Dude. Yes, sorry, finish finish your sentence. Um, I just came to, like, it had to be, like, my mid-20s or something. Like, I just, like, decided, like, fuck it. And I just leaned into it, to the my whole, like, gay persona. To the point that, like, around, because I'm very used to being in conservative circles, straight circles, stuff like that. I'm an engineer in, like, conservative Florida. So, <laughs> I'm very, <laughs> I know it sucks, um, but I'm very used to being considered the uh, token gay even before leaning into it. So I kind of just mm-hmm. double down in it and mm-hmm. just become like 
uh, not to stereotype, but just sort of like add that extra perspective in conversations of straight circles is like when everybody's talking about their marriages, it's like, well, you know, gay dating is like, blah, 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 blah. you know, talk about something else besides straight shit. Um, and sometimes it's like people think that I do it because, uh, like, like performativity, they think it's like, oh, yeah, I'm just playing the part. But part of me is just looks like it's kind of fun watching straight people get uncomfortable when you start talking about gay sex. <laughs> I remember, I remember one time when I went back to school because I dropped out of school in early 2010s. I came back at the late 2010s, you know, 2017, 2018, 2019. Uh, before I met the group where I met Noms, I was with another friend group that was a homophobic, straight up. And we were doing a project together, and um, most, like, two other guys were there kind of just sort of, like, not talking to me directly, but talking to the friend that I had associated with the group, and uh, kept, uh, you know, making, like, low jabs at me. Eventually, I did, like, a weird gesture, like, I, like a dick-sucking gesture out of, like, implying like a drink or something but they were like oh what were you doing and i was like dick sucking because i suck dick and then they shut the fuck up (laughs) (laughs) like honestly it was like 15 minutes of like that bullshit yeah like that slight homophobia because they just didn't know what to do with it to the point yes i am the gay and (laughs) a little bit confrontational um yeah but it kind of like it's both a defense mechanism but also kind of fun to watching mm-hmm. like people who know they can't really do anything, at least in a public space. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't do, I would never do this if it wasn't in a public yeah. space. Yeah. But that performativity of like leaning in to like the gayness kind of mm-hmm. gives it like, uh, it brings like a little bit of enjoyment in this kind of like mm-hmm. bullshit. Mm-hmm. So I, that's kind of like what I was thinking when you were taught, like no matter how hard you try to fight this box like they're gonna put you in the gay box no matter how hard you fight mm-hmm. even if you were like straight passing but like a little bit like there was something there and you marry a woman they're still gonna say like oh but he's gay mm-hmm. like there's nothing you're not gonna run away from that so what i've learned is just like fuck it they're still gonna assume even if i'm not and wearing a regular regular bullshit shirt and regular regular mm-hmm. pants and don't stack don't stick out they're still gonna assume so mm-hmm. I'm like, fuck it, I am. Mm-hmm. No more questioning. It's in my, yeah. pretty much, it's like the power is in my hands when it comes mm-hmm. to my identity. Like, I am the gay. What the yeah. fuck are you going to do about it? So Yeah. What were you going to say in the middle um, of my little TED talk? <laughs> <laughs> when you talked about, like, the voice thing. Yeah. I learned, like, a while ago that, like, there's a lot of guys that just, they learn yes. how to deepen their voice. Yes, and I was like, so you guys true. are just walking around being like super fucking fake heteronormative. Like this yeah. is so fucking it's, Yeah, there's plenty of It's like I get like- it. Like the thing is, so I'm not I'm not gonna knock it because again, okay. as somebody who's like like it's kind of like when you're a person and you really look at it, it's like let's say you don't fit quite into like the binary heteronormative yeah. like box or whatever. And you're still trying to get the things that you would want, which is, like, it could be, like, for example, like, an example that I had was, like, being able to, like, command a room, like, as a woman. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. For a guy, it could be people respecting you as, yeah. like, a male or whatever. 
um you know for whatever different reasons you want to you want people to find you attractive you want to be able to like find a partner like whatever it's like those things doing the heteronormative like binary things will like i mean i don't know how much it really helps you in the long run but for those things specifically like they help you get what you want in terms of like yeah because it's like at the end of the day when you're performing within the binary like people reward you for that you're rewarded for that like socially generally speaking yeah um, so it's like i'm not gonna knock it because it's like i get it it's kind of like it's the difference between like you're just playing a game and you're not really like i don't fucking know like getting expansion packs or something versus <laughs> okay. like getting the expansion packs and then like just kind of expanding your your thing like you're really playing the game now you're really like getting involved and stuff mm-hmm. like that and really using everything to your advantage that you can um mm-hmm. because at the end of the day it really is like doggy like dog you know like yeah you kind of have to do some things to like be able to get like what you want but at the same time like it's insane it's like even straightness to a certain degree is not even straightness is a performance within itself. Like, and I think like that's the point. It's like this whole sexuality thing, this whole, like, Oh, there's a big divide between like straight and like how gay people present and how straight people like do their things and how gay people like, and queer people like do their things and like what we all care about and like, whatever. I don't, I don't think it's all that different, you know, like it's, we're all just like, pretending we fit into like these boxes that are like widely different from each other yeah (laughs) and that's the point (laughs) (laughs) and that's that's the performance (laughs) i mean that is a good point that it just sometimes Mm -hmm. i i don't get straight people sometimes because it's like they do like regurgitate like typical straight guy talking points like Oh, when a female does this, yeah. that that kind of mentality, and I've seen it like out in the wild, and I'm like, and I like push back and like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, mm-hmm. I always wondered, like, for us, for me, I know like the queer acting gay is a performance for me. I want to know, like, for straight people, is it also a? You say it like it is, like deepening the voice like that but i was just like are we all un- under the illusion that we're all yeah. like something yeah no but really think of, i mean i think i think one example is like think about like how many guys will so but this is more like for non-monogamous versus like monogamous like people mm-hmm. like relationship styles but it's like think about the amount of people that will literally force themselves to have a monogamous like relationship or yeah. whatever style of like relationship that like is highly popularized like right now even uh-huh. though it doesn't work for them even though you know for whatever reason like an aspect of it obviously irks them like all yeah. those people like will get in like monogamous relationships and like will chronically cheat like things like that like yeah it's kind of like i'm sure if there was if it was if there was like a better climate for people to try different things aside from like that one thing that you're supposed to do i'm sure people would but it's like it's not that much like open yeah so it's like i get it i get it um i guess it's like so we're talking about performing in our roles and stuff like that and how we feel like 
I use it almost like a defense mechanism, especially when I deal with straight people and you're doing it as like, like, actually, how do you describe your current view of performativity when you're like out there in your wild? I think my first thought (laughs) is that like, I'm not, I'm not trying to perform right now. Um, And I think that's where I have the mental conundrum maybe. Um, okay okay then going back so you're not performing right now how does that feel like now well i think i think that's like the mental conundrum because it's like for so long i think i rejected a lot of like so i mean we've had like we've had an episode about this like i was like yeah i don't want to dress for my like um feminine because i don't like the way people that people receive like my body or people see my body or whatever yeah yeah yeah. so then which means that like the way that i was dressing was primarily dictated by like how people were looking at me rather than how i was looking at myself and the things that Mm -hmm. i specifically enjoyed and this was the specific things that i was reaching for yeah um and i think what was interesting is that like when I would shop, it felt like I was kind of redirecting myself because I would see something cute and I would be like, mm, this would show too much boob. This is too girly, this is too blah, blah, blah. So it felt like I was correcting myself because I so, I mean, I think now I just don't care, but I so desperately didn't want to be seen as like, I guess like just another straight girl or just another like, like just another straight girl huh just another straight girl <laughs> yeah um, another basic becky got it <laughs> <laughs> i did not say that <laughs> um, um i mean that that's not a fully formed like thought but like essentially yeah <laughs> so then um after a while i was kind of like okay but what if what if i didn't limit like what I reached for then I started like reaching for more colors I started reaching for like crop tops I started reaching for like things that were like a little bit closer fit um better fitting like things like that um and what you would consider girly I guess mm. but it's not, it's think- not super girly by any by any means like on the spectrum of like girly like mass to girly like I'm not on the other side of the, like I'm I still haven't worn a dress in like fucking five years. Like I've the last time I wore a dress was like recently, like a month ago. It was for a funeral. Like, you know? Uh, yeah. Fun, so it's fun. like fun. Um, a feminine so- time. Grieving. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. That's right. <laughs> um, so um yeah, so it's it's not like I'm sitting here and I'm like wearing like you know like a fairy no. dress or something like that but yeah. it is compared to how i was dressing like last summer for sure like there's a big big jump um mm-hmm. i will like acknowledge that but it's just like i think now i'm more so so like very very invested in finding silhouettes that i feel good in mm-hmm. and that i feel like are flattering to me and if it comes off as like feminine then like whatever um a lot of the things that i've have been wearing are kind of like they're like casual femme they have been very casual femme so it's like um but i feel comfortable i feel good i feel like i look good so it's like it's nice um but i do get concerned because or not concerned (sighs) (laughs) 
it's like it'll be like it'll be like a pop idea and then i'll just kind of be like well i can't do anything about it but then i'll get concerned because i'm like i'll still have those thoughts of like does anyone know that i'm gay (laughs) (laughs) okay okay okay. (laughs) actually that's a good segue because it's like there is this kind of like innate desire of like okay in an ideal world where all the straight people I don't know. Are gone. <laughs> monkey monkeypox got them or whatever. <laughs> Andrew, please. <laughs> oh my god. But in that world, <laughs> that it's all the straights are gone or whatever. There is this desire of like, okay, how do I want to express myself as a queer person mm-hmm. in this queer world? And yeah. I still don't think I found that out for myself. I don't know. Yeah. There, I feel like that's like, going to be a Pandora's box that it was like the second I put on like something like makeup, it was like, fuck it. <laughs> Full drag queen. Yeah. I mean, I think the thing is like the jump, like, so the way that I think about it is that there's so much more room for like femme people to explore. Yeah. Um, their style, their appearance, like, you know, how they want to like dress up and things like that. When like for guys, it's literally, it's either you're wearing t-shirts and shorts or t-shirts and jeans or, and then everything I mean, else is like a big jump from that. Like, I mean, like when I think about the masculine equivalent, it's always like, it's not like to perform masculine to me is to be like bodybuilder. We're not talking, we're going to a different realm of not just like makeup, but literally increasing so the physique hyper masculine is kind of the the mentality because usually when guys that i know want to uh mask up or man up like i have a friend that recently uh had a messy breakup and like the friends were like okay you gotta like man up dude yeah go to the gym yeah (laughs) go to the gym like bench press your feelings away (laughs) yeah i've seen that so many times like guys will just be like well gonna go to the gym and work it out it's like that doesn't but it doesn't what? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe maybe they go into a meditative state while they're lifting weights and they deal with their issues that way. I doubt it. I doubt but... it. I but doubt it. The, the the form of experimentation I see with men and more masculine like I have a cousin who's a trans man and they, he is bulking up, you know. So um it's that idea of like expression of manhood is usually like muscular uh, growth or uh, or like uh, also doing a sport and being really good at that sport. It's more like activity based than like um, mm-hmm. uh, aesthetic based compared to like more feminine stuff, mm-hmm. which is like I'm not saying like one's different. It's like different. But that's kind of like the expression of like most trans men that I've seen online tend to like when they want to express their masculinity in some form. It's more like like the full form of masculinity is always like arms and the silhouette of the 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 strong arm and stuff like that. Like I see that a lot. But I think I think the difference between like maybe like a straight guy who like bulks up and like some kind of like queer guy that like bulks up or like queer mask like person mm-hmm. that folks up it's kind of like i feel like there's an very there is a specific amount of attention given to like their beard 
their haircut, like their nails, yeah. like just personal hygiene. Um, which is like not to say that like there aren't like straight guys that like care about like their own personal hygiene. Straight guys' beards but, are disgusting. Yeah, but like <laughs> not like here. that, you know? They're like, like shit in there. No. <laughs> hold on, I have to throw up. <laughs> <laughs> disgusting. Like, uh, like just some these straight men is just like like they have pubes on their on their chin. Like, come on, clean I'm it disgusted. up. I'm disgusted. <laughs> um, but yeah, so then I feel like, and maybe this is part of like the gaydar, like whatever, but I feel mm-hmm. like there are so many times where like, it's almost the the difference between like, again, like a straight guy that's like bulking up and like a, like a queer or like gay guy that's like bulking up. The difference is like very, like you can't pinpoint like you can't pinpoint it but there is a difference like it's like it's just in the amount of attention i think that's like given to like i again personal grooming or like posing or like i'm thinking like specifically instagram pictures like when i see like a queer or trans man bulk up mm -hmm, in in contrast to a straight man bulking up it's the difference between like entitlement and defiance almost like mm. straight men when they do it they the think they're the sh- they think they're the shit they think they're the hottest thing in that gym they think that like god blessed them with those uh, four pack <laughs> like yeah. as, i think we had this conversation that one of the worst type of people you could meet is a is a hot straight man that yeah that thinks they're the like when they think they're the shit oh my god unbearable but Mm -hmm. when queer men and trans men um tend to like bulk up queer men do it in a more peacocky sense especially gay men yes yes, gay men do it as like like work it they know what to work out like say what you will when a gay man like bodybuilds they know mm-hmm. how to do it in such a way that it's very aesthetically i guess pleasing like where it's yes it's much more like based on like it's <sighs> like there's much more that goes into it like you can yes. tell that there's much more that goes into it because, because it's like, it's like, like it's you're getting the lifting. full experience yeah. Yeah. yeah it's like i'm lifting i'm wearing a nice shirt three buttons are like open and shit like that it's all about like you know the attitude the posing and things like that Guess what? Straight men do not care about that. They're just like, I look good. Honestly, and then that's like, it. Because it's like, there's also an extra layer because it's almost it's like gay men and queer men when they do like that kind of working out, mm-hmm. they they do their research. They figure out like the proper way to lift the weights in order for you to have like more defined muscles in a specific way. Like straight men, they like they'll like weight lift and give themselves the worst back problems. <laughs> Yeah, and then drink like a bunch of steroids. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> drink like a bunch of shit. They like they'll have like they'll always have like scars all over themselves because they're not lifting correctly, and have like mm-hmm. that jug of water, and just mm-hmm. look like a hot mess. And then a queer yeah. man, a gay man comes in, perfect with the best outfit, hair on fleek, and like knows proper position and posture. It's like, yeah, <laughs> like. So there's this guy. 
so there's this person and i've been seeing like their story uh they're a friend of a friend so that's why i follow mm-hmm. them i've met them like or him like once um once mm-hmm. or twice i think but either way like i would see his stories and then he would be like bulking up and stuff like that and like i'm like okay cool but then every single time his pictures would be so like they just screamed like gay man to me and not yeah. in like, a bad way, but in a way where I was like, I don't think I'm supposed to be seeing this, you know, like, this, you I'm not the, like I'm not the target demographic, you know, like, <laughs> that's what it felt I like. Mean, I, I'm seeing it. I'm seeing it. And, and he's giving, he's cute. It's like, I see a picture like, like that. I'm gay like, man. this is, I'm like, this, this is, is too gay much. man energy. Very like, much gay man energy. Very like, much like in the club vibing, ready to suck dick energy <laughs> <laughs> am i yeah. like i'll maximize this so you can see it but i saw this picture and i was mm. like my eyes were my not supposed eyes. to land on that picture <laughs> if you guys want to know that he's wearing like uh what kind of outfit it's this a, is a sweater of, vest a sweater it's like vest a sleeveless and, like sweater and vest it. and, and it's like flexing. a crop top and he's like stretching and you can like see like his v anyways I yeah, muscles. it makes yeah. me feel like I'm not supposed to be here. Really? I mean, yeah. <laughs> it's Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> that's the thing that's like interesting. I'm like, this is my own Instagram. <laughs> Why do I feel like I need to close the app? The way that I'm also very accustomed to like queer and gay stuff like that. Yeah. So it's like that kind of form of like. I think the equivalent for me is like when a woman is like it's all out or like wearing like a bikini oh, and like I it's see, like I they're see. posing with like and I'm like mm, this is not for me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's kind of the same vibe. It is like yeah. obviously showing off your like you know, you're showing off and the, uh, the everything. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, so in I'm a tasteful find... queer way <laughs> I think it's tasteful you know maybe because I was thinking about it and okay maybe this is gonna have to be cut out <laughs> yeah <laughs> this is okay. kind of problematic this is kind of problematic but the feeling that I had because like when you were saying like it's like oh it's tasteful like I was like is it um Uh because for me i feel like i'm seeing too much um Uh. and i feel like that's the same Mm. feeling that like men (laughs) that see women in like their bikinis (laughs) like that's the same feeling that they have where they're like oh i'm not supposed to be seeing this like take this down and be pious or whatever but it's like it's like covert like that's that's a good conversation topic the there is this sense because it's like part of performativity is being comfortable in your own skin. And I, yeah. I'm very like, you know, I'm on all the dating apps. So I do see like men in dress like that all the fucking time. Uh-huh. Um, and I, you know, the previous There's person you were showing me. Yeah. But I like the other one because it was a lot more uh, tasteful poses and stuff like that. Showing off your body in specific ways that accentuate the work that you put into it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do appreciate that in both men and women. Mm-hmm. And I don't see, and I do consider that tasteful. And it almost is like the fact that you were saying like, mm, is it tasteful? You might have to really reconsider your own position on like the human body. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I have some work to do. 
<laughs> I mean, yeah, it's like, I think, it's, it's but I think yeah. in my defense, in my yeah. defense, I think a lot of the times it's not personally for me. I can't talk on like anybody else's like, you know, gut reaction or like whatever. I think a lot of, like I see that like even in theory, if like in theory, I'm like, okay with something. And then in practice, like I actually see it and I get like a reaction that's like necess- not necessarily like super positive. I think a lot of it has to do with how many times or the amount of times that I've seen content like this. Because I'm not going to lie to you. This one guy who's like um, this gay friend that like my other friend has mm-hmm. is like the first one of the first times that, that I've followed a gay man um and have seen pictures of this so i think a lot of it is not necessarily me being like oh like put that away or like whatever i don't want to see it but i think it's like a certain level of like discomfort because it's just like i've just never seen that kind Mm. of like i've never seen that before and there would be no reason for me to see it up until this point um so it's like so it's not like I feel the need to be like, oh, he needs to stop doing that and blah, 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 or like police him or like any. And I don't necessarily have any critiques, but I th- think that like my personal discomfort is just like I'm just not used to it. And not in like a bad mm. way, but more in like a way where it's like, you know, if give me a year, I'm sure I won't care. <laughs> you know, like, sure. it's because I was like, you talking about that. And now I'm realizing it's like, am I. Because there's some people that like will thirst follow and like horn dog those kind of pictures, both men and women. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, isn't my demisexuality close to asexuality? That it's like that's just a human body. They know how to show it off. Like, interesting. I usually don't get aroused. You see it as more artful. I find it as- yeah. I, I like the aesthetic of it. Like sometimes when they're just posing, like you're showing me a guy. But that was a thirst I mean, trap. A couple. That's not what? an artful picture. That was a thirst trap. Yeah, which one? This one? No, no, no. Like the one, hold on, I'll show you. The one with the sweater vest that we were just talking about. That's a thirst trap. That's a thirst trap if I've ever seen one. This is a thirst trap. That's a thirst trap. The sweater vest one, I like it though. A lot of these are like thirst traps. But, and and I think the art of the thirst trap. (laughs) And I think specifically, like, that's where my attitude is like coming from because i'm like i this thirst trap is not for me it's not trying to trap me oh, that's what i mean I you know what that. i'm saying i was approaching it but almost as like yeah i guess it's like the fact that it's an obvious thirst trap didn't even cross my mind because yeah. it was like it's like oh he works out the way you're oh, like that's wow nice outfit. the, the human body is good yeah so beautiful <laughs> i think we've had this conversation that i do see it as more of aesthetics than like sexual like the only funny. way that it gets like, sexual is like if uh-huh. it's explicitly it's like sexual, like literally like porn. <laughs> mm. <laughs> but okay. it's like every even if they're like, if I could see like peen, <laughs> peen, peen, I wouldn't consider if it's like if it's not erect, it'd be just like you know. Now that the way that you keep showing pictures of this guy and it's like the same pose over and over again, okay, I get it. I mean, it was an angle, <laughs> but even what. So, so I'll show you like this guy, which I think he's more conservative compared to the other guy, but mm-hmm. you can still tell. You can still tell that he's queer, or I can, because yeah. like, look like the way that this is a podcast guy? and we're like looking at pictures and trying to describe <laughs> it. It's like sorry, these are actual people. We're not going to show you these. Yeah, we're not going to show pictures of this. I'm trying person. to make a point. <laughs> yeah, 
but it's like a lot of these oh like, like how can you tell that this person is queer even yeah. though he's yes it's it's so much more like conservative but i mean they're it's the details right it's like it's the little chain it's like the, the it's pose, the accessory it's the you know mm -hmm. it's, it's like the, it's the hair perfectly curated almost. like look yeah. at this picture like yeah a straight you man know? will never do that. A straight would man would never. not understand the appeal of such. The, the or picture it she's would showing have a me, it's, it's, it's literally the picture that she's showing me is literally a close up to um his chest, but he's fully dressed with like yeah. layered and like a necklace, but you can see some of his chest hair. Like so, it's like a perfect peek. It's like you know, it's giving like his accessories, like yeah. like you know perfectly detailed like accessories, a little bit of chest hair. I so wonder how this like, is going to like yeah you know so it's I just spicy but you could also tell that it's like queer because it's like straight men tend to like chest hair isn't it like more queer nowadays that the way that like gay men has like owned i don't know that's more hair? that's more i, I think feel that's like more your i feel like I that's feel more like your rise i see more queer men uh with uh body hair than i do uh straight men um so you think that do like you, so is it either that they that straight men like tuck it away or do you think they get it like shaved off like relaxed shaved off, off. Or something like that? I don't How? know why. Why? What's what what's know. not masculine about chest hair? I don't know. You know what it is? I always because the complaints of like some girls do is like chest hair can be uncomfortable sometimes. So like but like when it's a man on man you're kind of like ooh masculinity <laughs> i mean i don't think do i think i don't think it's uncomfortable i think it's obvious that men do not condition their chest hair um True. so it's rough yeah um, and generally speaking i think like there have been studies on this but it's like generally speaking like women's bodies have like softer skin or whatever the fuck um so i can see how like the effects of that would be more jarring on like a femme body rather than like quote-unquote femme body versus like a mass body but apparently it is time... um there are a couple of like trans women that i know like when they take yeah. start taking e they do say Ooh. like comment that the skin gets softer and stuff like gotcha, that it gotcha. smells different. yeah so yeah. so i think that's a thing but like that doesn't mean shave it off it means condition your hair yeah, I mean, like, make it not a fucking like paper. don't make Rub it, it up like, turn it from a bush into like cotton i don't know like <laughs> <laughs> but that was our instagram tangent talking about uh how people perform that is a, a part of it how mm -hmm. people like portray themselves on uh websites i really hope it was coherent I was yeah. trying to explain. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we tried our best to explain. <laughs> Any final points when it comes to performativity? We might do a part two simply yeah, because we're going to get to all the points. Is definitely, this conversation is definitely not done um, because we were, this was fun, but like we were definitely kind of like jumping around a yeah. lot. I mean, um, it's us. <laughs> yeah, you know. It's um, like Cuban, Haitian, neurodivergent, queer people. <laughs> we're not going to stay on task. <laughs> but I do think that we talked about like a bunch of like cool stuff. Um, yeah. But, you know, uh, I have to go. I, I have to pack. <laughs> yeah. I think before we go out, I want to say like yeah. for somebody who's trying to figure out their comfortness and their queerness, what kind of like advice oh. would you want to give that person? Um, comfortness, like, 
comfortability like what do you mean like within themselves or like mm -hmm. dressing queer like what specific like i think it's like how can you because you found like a balance i feel like that you don't yeah. think about it too much is this mm -hmm. idea of like you know you want to dress queer but you want to be authentic to yourself you know that weird balance of like i want to show the world that i am a gay mm -hmm. i am a bi i am a queer mm -hmm. but also it's like i want it to be like me mm. i think i don't think there's a, like a one size like fits all yeah to like do this so it's like some people will like push the envelope a little bit and like go a little bit to like the extreme um yeah and i think that's fine like you can also try like different ways of like like there's different ways of like doing it it's either you do it with like your full appearance or mm -hmm. you do it in like little details so it's like again like the apple watch face pride bracelets septum piercings like all of those things are things that are going to help you like communicate to somebody mm. that you're gay but yeah. at the end of the day truly um if if you're gay and you have or if you're queer and you're affirming it and you know that within yourself and like you're interested in like queer things and like you're thinking about like queer topics all the time like other people know other queer yeah. people know like you don't you don't have to worry so much about other people that is true being able to tell if you're queer or not i think the people that are usually confused about like people's sexuality is like straight people but queer mm. people usually are able to like identify each other so I would say that's like the one thing that I rest easy on. It's like, um, I remember like, again, this is like small story, but like I went to like a doctor's office and I remember text, like I saw a person and I thought they were attractive. And I remember texting you. I was like, I don't know what's going on. I don't know what gender. I don't know what name. I don't know whatever's going on, but I just know they're gay. I just know they're gay. <laughs> <laughs> like, and it, that's really what it is. That's They're part of the LGBT somehow. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like and it's like, trust me, if you're engaging with like if you're on queer TikTok, if you have queer friends, like you're gonna be able to know. And like, um, I would guarantee that like a lot of the times, like other people are gonna be able to like know as well. Plus, you also have to like the the other thing that I think about is that like if you end up being friends with somebody or getting to know somebody or meet somebody in conversation there are so many ways for you to communicate that you if you're femme you like pussy if you're a guy <laughs> you like, like, like there's so many ways for you to like communicate. there's a lot of ways to, to communicate that like you, you know could... there yeah there are a lot of ways for like it's like you're talking to somebody and you're like yeah do you listen to girl in red which is like she's like this lesbian singer so it's like if somebody says yes it's like oh you're gay like duh you know i mean what's it's the like gay equivalent those... it's like what's your favorite lady gaga song <laughs> yeah you know like, like beyonce like... or lady gaga <laughs> yeah so it's like there there are ways for you to be able to tell like either in conversation or communicate that with people yeah. um visually like dressing yourself up is not the only way to like communicate that to somebody now if you're trying to be a rebel that's a different story um yeah but if you're just I mean, worried we about did like a whole episode on spicy yeah. streets so, like go back to that episode and <laughs> everything like, we told straight that. people not to do these are all the things that you should be doing <laughs> exactly box <laughs> things shaved hair somewhere um <laughs> but yeah um just yeah. focus on being more comfortable within yourself yeah the more you 
get comfortable with yourself and your own queerness, the more it'll be obvious to other people. So, yeah. Yeah. The way that I was like, a part of me is like, what does it mean to be comfortable in your own self? But that might be a whole other conversation. <laughs> <Whoa>. <laughs> Not the we can might of worms. Have to do a- another episode, honestly. Yeah, that's really that good. <laughs> what the fuck? That's really good. <laughs> so we're going to write that down now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's going to be a future episode. How- what it means to be actually comfortable. Anyway, <laughs> the last one, my last like note is like, if you're wondering, how can you dress yourself queer? The dumbest thought that just came to mind is like, follow your zodiac sign. <laughs> if oh you're a my Leo, god! Go all out. <laughs> oh my god, that is another thing. If you're a Capricorn, just wear the nicest button up your money could buy. <laughs> People will get it. <laughs> <laughs> Anytime you follow anything that has to do with astrology, like you're so gay, you're so gay. like <laughs> honestly, like literally, if it doesn't sound gay, but the fact that you're following an astrological guide yeah. to it, you're already doing it. You're already doing yeah. it. And when people ask, it's like, where did you decide this shirt? Oh, because I'm a Capricorn. Yes, you're that's already, exactly you're what I was thinking about. Out you're in. Day. You're in. Yeah. You're, in. <laughs> you're already sitting here. You're, you're LGBT. You're bi. You're, you're something. <laughs> yeah, you're something. You're definitely not straight. <laughs> the, the second you say astrology, it's like, d- there it is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's true. It's true. Confirm. Anyways, so this was a nice like it episode it was fun we probably might do a part two uh later down the line yeah more later about- on i need time yeah. to figure this gay shit out <laughs> yeah we all do we're still doing it yeah. <laughs> but it was fun so catch you guys next time bye bye guys thanks for listening to queer perspective We'd love some feedback, so please leave some reviews wherever you're listening to this podcast or on Instagram at Queer Perspective Pod. See you next time.